Welcome to church today. How you guys doing today? You guys doing all right? Awesome. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you who do not know me, I want to welcome everybody that is watching us online right now. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right, we are actually wrapping up a series today called Rise Up. Come on, didn't Pastor Don do an awesome job the last two weeks? We are, we are so blessed to have her. Um, if uh, just, a, just a side note, if you've never been in a church that ordains uh, female pastors, uh, we would love to uh, share a resource uh, with you. Uh, we, we take the Word of God very, very seriously here. We just don't do stuff to do stuff, um, but we actually align it up with the Word of God. And so if you're just wondering, like, why do you do that? And, and uh, what reference do you have? Man, we have great resources for you that we would love to share with you. We'd love to email you uh, just so you can learn why we believe what we believe. And we just don't talk about uh, female empowerment. We actually do it and we actually believe it in our whole heart. So, so we would love to, to share that resource uh, with you. Uh, real quick, before we get into part three of the series this morning, man, next week is a very, very special week for our church uh, the founder and president of Vapor Ministries is going to be here. Uh, Micah, he's going to be preaching and, and just showing us what they do in Africa and Haiti. And so it's going to be a very exciting opportunity for us as a church to partner with them. And so I just, before they come next week, I want you to know that as a church, we are partnering with them. Uh, we're taking a percentage of your tithe and we're going to give it to them every single month because we believe in what they're doing there in Africa and Haiti. It is going to be an awesome, awesome time next week to see what we are partnering with as a church. And they've got lots of different, you can go on trips, you can sponsor a child. Um, and, and so it's just going to be an awesome day as as we, as a church, as we reach uh, really the world uh, for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Uh, man, so part three uh, of the series today, and just one more thing, one more thing before we get into it. Um, in two weeks, I'll be starting a brand new series on love, okay, on love. And you're like, oh, love, yes. Awesome, right? And so, okay, remember, I've been fasting. I haven't eaten meat in 21 days, okay? So... I'm hyper fired up today. I just want to let you know you need to buckle up Buttercup because it's coming today. The fire hose is coming. I haven't preached in three weeks either, okay? And so uh, the series is going to be an awesome series to invite someone that has a lot of questions about Christianity. We're going to be tackling some tough questions like if God is love, why does he send people to hell? If God is love, why does he seem so angry in the Old Testament? Come on, like questions we've all had and, and had conversations with people. And so it's going to be a great series to invite somebody. Uh, that starts in two weeks in February, all right? Rise up. Rise up. The title of my message today is Rise Up From Me and rise into we. Rise up from me and rise into we. And so I just want to put my agenda out there this morning. If you're wondering like what's pastor's agenda today, you know, there's tables in the, the hallway and the announcements and you're all, we're all wearing these shirts. Okay. Here's the agenda. I want you to serve up for a sign, uh, serve up 
I want you to sign up for a serve team, okay? That's my agenda. I'm just going to put it out there. For, there's no hidden agenda here this morning. I want you to sign up for a serve team, okay? That, that's just, I'm just going to put it out there, all right, this, this morning, okay? Come on, let's pray, and we'll get into God's Word this morning. Father, I thank you for this moment. God, it is your moment this morning, Father. I think of every person that's here today. It is not by mistake that they're here today and watching online. God, we just pray over our country today, Lord. We just pray uh, for President Biden and, and Vice President Harris. God, we just pray, Lord Jesus, that, that you would bless them, that you would give them wisdom to lead our country well, Father. God, we just pray for continuous healing over our country and our land, Father. We pray for continued revival of our families and our hearts and our minds and our city, the city of Littleton, Father. God, I just thank you for this moment this morning. God, I thank you for this day today. God, open our hearts, open our minds, and let us receive everything that you have for us today. God, help me to get out of the way. None of my words, but all of yours. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen and amen. Rise up from me and rise into we. We live in a very me-centric culture, right? Like, it's all about me. It's all about my thoughts. It's all about my opinions, right? It's all about me. And if some of you do not believe me, go to Instagram. Maybe you don't have an Instagram account. Look at somebody else's Instagram account, okay? And just, just scroll, okay? You will literally see thousands upon thousands of people taking millions of pictures of themselves in different bathrooms with duck lips. <laughs> That's really We live in a very me. It's all about me. And what has happened in the American church is this me culture has seeped in. It seeped into our church. It's all about, it's all about me. It's all about what songs I want. It's all about the messages that, that, that it's all about me. And see what, what church does, it, what church does is, is allows us to go from me to we. It allows us to go from me to we because church is about we. Church is about all of us together. All of us moving in unison as one unit in the same direction, impacting the kingdom of God together. Church helps us go from me to we. And so what has happened, and, and coronavirus has kind of fast-forwarded this, but uh, for a long time, the American church has been going farther and farther away from the original church and what it looked like and what it was meant for. It was meant for a collective uh, group of people to do life together. And so when, when, when one of us is hurting, we're all hurting. When one of us is mourning and struggling, we're all mourning and struggling with that one person or that group of people to help them get through it. But when one of us has a victory, we all have a victory. Listen, man, almost every single week someone comes to know Jesus. Every single week. That's all of us. 
victory. Come on, that's the whole body. When someone gets baptized, that's all of our victory. Man, the thing, I mean, we, we support over 20 different missionaries all over the world. Like, man, we are reaching the globe for Jesus. That's all of us collectively together. Man, when miracles happen and healings happen and reconciliation happens in this church, that all of us get the victory because we're one body with many hearts. And so there's things that annoy me sometimes. I, and look, I, I know the reason behind it. And, and listen, I need to apologize as your pastor to not, I, I, believe I haven't done a, 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 the best job of explaining to us what church is. And, and, and it's because the American church is really just watered down what the original intent of church was supposed to be. And so some of us think that the church is just, man, we come and we listen to some, some good music and, and, and then we listen to a TED talk that makes me feel good and three points how my bus life can be now. And, and then hopefully the pastor's funny, right? I hope he's funny, makes me laugh. And then we go home. And literally our life does not change from Monday. And my watch just broke. Guess I don't need to keep time today. Come on. <laughs> we go through Monday and Saturday, and literally the message in church does not change the way we live. We are a body. And, and, and so I see these people wearing shirts that say, you know, I, you know, the church has left the building. And I understand church is a people. It's not a building. It's a group of people that make up a body of Christ. But again, that is so me-centric. Uh, the church has left the building. It's all about me. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us collectively being one body. One person can't be the church. Now we can have Jesus, we can have the Holy Spirit everywhere we go, but one person can't be the church. It's a group of people that make up a body that, 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 that are going in the same direction, affecting the kingdom of God. Rise up from me, rise into we, okay? And now again, I need to talk to our online audience really quick before I get into my four points today, okay? I'm so glad that you're here and you're watching online. Let me just break you up in three categories this morning. The first category is those of you that are concerned about the virus, okay? It's a real thing, okay? You're concerned about it. Uh, Maybe you have uh, your immune system is compromised and you're just worried about getting this virus uh, and that's why you're staying home, okay? Or maybe you're in that older demographic, that older bracket, right? And you're just worried about getting sick, okay? Absolutely valid. Those are valid reasons why not to, to, to be part of the community. But here's, here, here's what I want to say to you. At some point, you need to look at the calendar and you, know, you need to go before the Lord and say, God, when do you want me to come back? Okay? Because watching, listen, watching, watching me on a screen, that's not church. Okay? And because of technology, we can watch any pastor. At any moment, and I do, man, I listen to tons of different pastors all over 
the world. But listen to me, that is not church, okay? Watching on a TV screen is not church. You, there's no endorphins that happen when people shake your hand, smile, hug. Like, like I've talked about this before here at church. Man, our, our physical bodies literally need to be around people. And many of you are working from home now. Like this is essential. You need to be part of the church. And so you, need, you just need to, you need to circle somewhere on the calendar where you feel comfortable to come back. Listen, we missed you. We love you. We're praying for you. We can't wait to see you. But I just don't want you to think that that is church, okay? It's not church. And then the second group of people, uh, you work. You work on Sundays, right? You work on Sundays and you always can't be here. You come when you can. Um, listen, for you, it is very pivotal that you get into some type of life group, Okay? You need to get plugged into the church, whether it's once a month, twice a month, every single week. You need to be plugged in if you work on Sunday, man, people's schedules and all of that. But you need to get plugged in the church. You need to go to the life group. The third type of person I want to talk to today, um, the reason why you're not coming is because you don't want to put pants on on Sunday. You just you want to put pants on. Put your pants on and get your butt to church, okay? This is important. The gathering is important, okay? And, and when we get into this routine where it's, oh, I'll just watch online and that's okay, that, that, that represents church. It's literally, I was driving home at some point this week and just praying the Lord spoke to me. And he said, watching online, the podcasts and, and the videos and all of that, that is a great supplement to your Christian walk. Come on. Got my supplements today. I got my protein. Come on, I got my creatine. And I got my vitamin C. Come on, somebody. Listen, when you watch online and the devos, and man, man, those can be really energizing for your soul. But they are supplements to your walk with God. Think about this. Think about it. They're not substitutes, okay? And many of us right now are in this mind, frame of mind. Oh, it's a substitute. That's good. I'll, I'll just check it off. I watched this sermon. And, 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 and okay, maybe I'm your favorite TV pastor now. Okay, that's great. But listen to me. It is not a substitute for being in community, being a body part. Think about this. Think about this. Think about if you just, you took vitamin C and that was the only thing you took. You didn't need any food. You drank some water and just ate some vitamin C. What if you just took creatine? Okay, what if you just took creatine every single day and you didn't eat anything? What if you just took some, some, some whey protein, right? Every single day, but you didn't eat any food. Eventually, eventually, you become malnourished and probably die. Because we were not meant to live on just supplements. We, we weren't lived to live that. We were, we were designed to live. No, no, we were designed to be in community and to do life together, okay? And so, hey, put the Google calendar up. Come on. Some of you have never seen this. You're like, Pastor, what is that? This is our Google calendar. It's on our church website, okay? This year, 
Okay, more than ever, I need you to go to the Google Calendar. And I need you to go look through some of the events. Look, we got all of our life groups on there. Well, man, we've got many, many different events this year. We don't create events for our staff to be together. We don't create events to give our staff more work, okay? We create, we create events for you. Okay, women, well, and we've got so many events happening this, this, this year. Oh man, it's going to be an awesome year. We've got VBS. You saw the video. Listen to me, parents, schedule your vacations and your time off around church events. We're doing it so we can be together and get to know each other and do life together as a one body. We, we need these times to hang out and talk and eat a burger or a hot dog together. You know, I can talk about food. It's the fast is almost over, okay? And <clears throat> it, we need these things as humans to do life together. And so I need you to go to a Google Calendar. Uh, one of the things, there's many things that I'm really excited about this year. One of the things is we're doing, we're hosting our first ever men's conference. Okay, we're hosting our first ever men's conference. Ladies, buy your husband a ticket. Okay, like make him go, all right? And then listen, I got a great announcement. Dalton Reisner of the Denver Broncos just committed to come and be one of our uh, keynote speakers. Come on. And uh, man, he, he actually called Dan. Dan is the one that, that's heading this whole thing up this week. And he's in Cabo. Must be nice. Dalton Reisner to be in Cabo. And he called him this week and he said, uh, Dan, I am so fired up for this men's conference. Uh, man, he's just like the Holy Spirit's just been downloading me a word for the men at Passionate Life Church. And I am excited. Now we're inviting, man, we want to try to create unity this year within our men in our state. And so we're inviting everybody. We're inviting all different churches to come together and unify as men and just iron sharpens iron. It's going to be a great event. So men, you're not going to want to miss it, all right? Don't miss this event. It's going to be awesome. And listen, I am not beyond dangling that carrot that there's going to be Broncos here, okay? I'm not, listen, whatever it takes for you to go, conference, I'll do it, okay? I was joking with our staff. I was just like, I want to do one time with Dalton Reisner. All right, let me see if I can get to the quarterback, Dalton. <laughs> if you guys don't know, he plays offensive lineman. He's a guard, okay? <sighs> Go to the Google Calendar. Schedule vacations around our events because it's so important that we do life together. Amen? Amen. All right, I got four things today. That was just my introduction, okay? I got, so none of that counted in my time. And my watch fell off, okay? So, so I, got, I got four things. We're gonna go through them pretty quick. Four things the church helps us with. Four things the church helps us with. Let's read Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. The writer of Hebrews says this, and so dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new life, a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Thank you, Jesus. And since we have a great high priest, who is Jesus, who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting him. Look at that. 
great high priest, who's Jesus, who rules over God's what? His house. Now, listen, of course the church is a group of people that, that, that becomes this body. But listen, I, I think, I know that we've kind of diluted what this building is. And yes, it's just a building. It's, it's brick and wood and cement and all of that. But, but man, we need to go back that this is a sacred place. Like, this is a holy place. Like, this ground is holy ground. Like, this land is God's land. And when we come in here, we should feel different. We should feel different. Man, every time, man, I go to Wednesday night prayer, upper room prayer, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, little plug, upper room prayer, man, it's like instantly, man, I'm just, instantly I can connect with God and I can hear his voice. And, and man, it's just, there's just something about this place and there should be something different about when you walk into this place that this is God's house. Let's continue. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. Come on. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep His promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. And let us not neglect our meeting together. And let us not neglect our meeting together. Oh, it's in, it's in Scripture. As some people do. So what I love about the writer of Hebrews is there were some people who did not value the gathering, right? There were some people that they were skipping church, right? Even back then, people skipped church. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. The point, point number one today, church helps us stay connected. Church helps us stay connected. We, uh, Don and I have some very, very close friends of ours. We, we've known them for over 15 years. And when we first met them and, and uh, journeying life with them, they were on fire for Jesus. They were on fire for God. One was on staff at a church, and, and uh, the other one was just fired up. They would come to our life group and, and our prayer night, and they were just on fire for Jesus, and God was doing great things in their life. The favor of God was on their, their life, and, and they were just blessed. And then they decided that church wasn't very important to them, and they stopped going. And it's now, it's been years for them now. And I'll tell you right now, and it pains my heart, it breaks my heart, their lives are unrecognizable today. They, they, they dabble in substance abuse, they, they get high, they, they, they get drunk once in a while, and they're, they're in completely toxic relationships. I mean, their lives are complete train wreck disasters. And I'm telling you right now, and it's because they've separated themselves from the body. They've think, think about this. Think if you cut your finger off, okay, or your toe, whatever, and you, you put that, that, that finger or toe in a, in a different room, right? And you didn't try to save it, right? You didn't put it on ice or anything like that. You didn't try to reattach it. Eventually, that finger or that toe is going to die. 
And this is what it's like when you separate from the body of Christ. Listen, we're, we're creating the body of Christ. We're creating a bride that Jesus is going to come back for. And it takes all of us. It takes we to create that. So when we get separated from the body of Christ being rooted, being planted in God's house, listen, we eventually die. And I know that's a hard word. And maybe some of you have never heard a pastor say that in your life. And and let me tell you why. I'm going to do a series. I'm going to do a series someday um, called uh, Confessions of a Pastor, okay? Listen, here's a confession from a pastor, right? There's this balance we don't want to push too hard because we want you to shut off the TV. We don't want you to shut off the screen. We don't want you to leave this place and never come back. And so there's this balance of, man, I want to preach God's Word. I want to be bold, but also I don't want, I want to push you too hard. But man, listen, listen, at the point, like we need each other. Like we need to stay connected. And, and listen, man, you've seen the, the world events and what's happening in our country. Listen, it's going to get worse. And we're going to need to stay connected as a body of believers. Let's continue. What is that? That is a fireplace, right? So every Christmas, every Christmas we put one of these on. We've got, you know, a 4K TV and we don't have a fireplace, but we, we put one of these on, right? And, and, and uh, you know, we got the Christmas music going and, and we actually have the one that crackles that makes like fire noises, right? And it's just like, oh, it's just such a cool ambience and Christmas music is going and the Christmas tree and all that, right? It's beautiful, right? Man, wow, it is, it is beautiful fire, right? We can enjoy the ambience of it. We can actually hear the crackling, right? But what we can't do is we can't feel the heat of that fire. Come on, I stole that from Dave. Come on, our men's group leader, Thursday night, the second and fourth Thursday, seven o'clock here at church. (laughs) Right, man, we can enjoy the fire, but we can't feel the heat. And I've talked to so many of you and what you say is, pastor, it's not the same. I watch online and it's okay. It's good. Okay. But man, when I come here, it is, it is so different to be greeted and to be hugged and to be able to worship together with one another in God's house and, and just be challenged and man, to be able to come to the altar and go to the cross and get prayer. Listen, I, we, we believe in the laying of hands and, and, and it's, it's impossible right now. Technology has not gone that far where we can lay hands through a TV screen. Can't feel the heat. When we get together, we get to feel the heat. Let's continue. You put up the next passage there. Romans 12, too. This is Apostle Paul. He says this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Point number two today, the second thing that church helps us do, church helps us stay counter-cultural. Man, we are so 
24 hours a day, seven days a week, the, the, the cultural beliefs are shoved down our throat. Even through advertisements, like we can't get away from it. And then our children are indoctrinated in school like crazy more than ever. And so we need something that teaches countercultural, that, that actually teaches the culture of Jesus, which is the word of God. And Pastor Don did such a great job last week talking about how important God's word is and that we're living it, that we're reading it. It is a playbook that God has already written for us. And when your opinion doesn't line up with the Word of God, God's not the problem. We are. And it's, it's, it's this, this plumb line that is counter-cultural. And so church helps us stay counter-cultural. This is going to become more and more important as we continue to live in a world that is just completely secularized and, and, and progressive, moving towards progressive movements. And we have to stay together and, and, and be counter-cultural. Let's continue Romans 2.3. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. I love that so much. I love it. Don't think you're that good. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Point number three, church helps us evaluate ourselves. Church helps us evaluate ourselves. I had a guy a couple of weeks ago, um, it was like his first time or second time coming to church, and he came up to me after church. He said, you know what? I'm really angry. He's like, you ticked me off today. He's like, I'm really mad. I'm really mad at some of the things that you, you, you said today. Like, you stirred me up. Okay. Waiting for the point, you know what I mean? Is he going to punch me? I don't know. And he says, but those, those words were exactly what I needed to hear today. Thank you for being bold. Listen, and I know there's other churches that you can go to that are just overly happy and make you feel awesome about your life, okay? But here's the thing. If you're here at this church, that's not why you're here, okay? Like, God hasn't called you to this church. to. to and listen, man, we're going to be encouraging. We're going to be loving. We're going to be all of those things. But God has brought you here because He wants you to be challenged. He's brought you here because He's like, man, you're ready to go to the next level. You're ready to be a body part. You're ready to be all that God has called you to. And so I love that. Don't, don't ever think that you're that good. You know what I mean? Like it, we always have a next step in Jesus. We all, there's always things that we can grow in. Always. We never stop growing until we're face to face with Jesus. Church helps us to evaluate ourselves. But here's the, here's the truth about that, right? Usually, who is the worst person to evaluate you? Usually you, <laughs> right? Usually we're really easy on ourselves, right? Like we're usually the worst person. Oh, no, 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 because here's what we do. Here's what we do. At least I'm better than my neighbor that worships Satan. Like I'm doing better than them, right? Like, that's how we evaluate ourselves. 
themselves, right? With Satan worshipers. Like I'm, I'm nailing it compared to them, right? And so this is why it is so important that we get into a life group and we do life with people because we all have this thing called blind spots. And the reason why they're blind spots is because we are blind to those spots. Right? And the only way many of us can, can grow through those is by having real relationships in our life that say, hey, bro, your breath stank. You got this issue in your life, man, and, and you need to get through it. And, and, and that's why we need the church. It helps us evaluate ourselves. It helps us grow. And we need to have this mindset of, man, I, I'm always on this journey. I'm always growing. I'm always trying to get closer to Jesus. Let's continue. Romans 12, 4 through 5. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, come on, so it is with Christ's body. And that's what we are as a church. We are Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. Point number four, church helps us by reminding us we need each other. Now we need each other. We need each other. We need to do life together. And here's why many of us forget why it's so important that we meet together and we gather together. It's because we, 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 America is just, we are so blessed as a nation. And what we've forgotten, we, for, we forget because it's been thousands of years, right? We, we forget that, that people have actually laid their life down so we can meet together in, in freedom. That, that we can worship Together, there's millions of people that lost their lives. They thought it was that important that we gather together as a church, that we become one, that it was worth their life. If it wasn't important to gather together and be a body of Christ, why does the church in China continue to meet even though it's illegal? Why do they risk their lives to meet together, to be together? Because, man, there's power there. There's heat here. Man, there's just that reminder that, man, I'm not alone. I got people that I'm doing life with. We need each other. And as this life in this world progressively gets worse, we're going to need each other more and more and more. And that's why this year, man, we're, we're just... We want to do more community events. We just want to do more barbecues on our 55-plus group, uh, Dave and Jan, they've committed. They're going to do once a month uh, potluck. Come on, the potluck is coming back, somebody. Come on. And, and they don't check IDs, okay? But um, but it's just about doing life together. There's just something special about doing life together that you know, man, I got some people in this life with me that if I'm struggling, they're going to come around me. They're going to pray with me. They're going to encourage me. We need, to, we need each other. Romans 12, 6-8. I'm almost done. In His grace, come on, it's in His grace. God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Every single person here fits in this next paragraph, okay? 
you, 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 this next paragraph, I mean, Apostle Paul makes it really clear, okay? He, uh, most of the New Testament is letters to the church, okay? Book of Revelation, Jesus writes seven letters to churches, okay? Like, like he's talking to the church here, right? This is what the Apostle Paul is saying. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well, okay? So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Okay, I, I was going to spend some time talking about prophecy, but I don't have time this morning. And so if you have questions, uh, go talk to Pastor Ben. <laughs> Where is he? Yeah, yeah, go talk to him, okay? Loves it, all right? Let's continue. Uh, if your gift is serving, uh, if, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. Come on. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. That covers everybody. But you don't need any special skill to be kind. You don't need any special skill to be encouraging to say something nice to someone. That's what I love. You don't need any skill. You just need desire. You just need to know that, man, this is, this is important. I'm part of something that's really, really important. And, and now I want, to, I want to be a body part. I want to be part of what God is doing here. I mean, I want to be part of the victories. And I want to be part of the losses, too. Because, man, that's so many times where God just, man, God is so evident in the losses and just coming around someone and, and loving them and, and helping them through something difficult. If you can, just go ahead and put up, there, there's something that is on your seat on all the seats this morning, and this is what you would see. And so we went to all of our, our leaders over all of these, these service groups, serving teams, impact teams is what we call them here. And I said, uh, I, I told them, listen, if you could think about a dream team, a dream squad, okay? You could think about a dream squad. How many people on your dream squad would you need, Okay. And so that's why you see these numbers. Come on, guest services 23. Come on, they went for the deep ball, right? And so, uh, you know, ushers in security, uh, um, nursery volunteers, uh, kids ministry, kids check-in. Man, we've got lots of ways that you can serve the church. You got lots of ways that we can serve the church. One of the things I just want to talk about really quick before we wrap up this morning is nursery volunteers. You see 13 to 15, okay? We, we've been going uh, eight years now. We celebrated eight years uh, in, in January uh, of this church. We've paid for child care workers on Sunday morning for eight years, okay? And that's okay. We've just had uh, a struggle getting people to, to volunteer in, uh, in the nursery. But let me tell you, if you haven't met Jimmy Thomas, you need to meet her, okay? She's the fiery redhead. Come on, somebody. She is amazing. She is over our, our, our nursery team. You just need to go back and have a conversation with her. She'll fire you up, okay? She's a redhead, all right? And so, um, so we would love to, to not have to hire so many people, not to remove those jobs, but to take those jobs and put them throughout the week. We really want to provide childcare for more of our life groups because we know that is a barrier for some of you. We want to remove that barrier. So we could, if we could take some of that money that we spend on Sunday morning and kind of move it to like a Wednesday or, or, or Tuesday, we would love 
to be able to do that. Um, and, and so, man, if you have a desire for, for nursery and kids, man we, we, man, we need you really bad. Now, here's the thing, here's the thing. Many of you are like, oh, I just, I don't want to serve because I don't want to miss a service. Okay, that's why we have two services. Seriously, like, this is one of the reasons why we have two services so you can serve one, go to one, serve one, go to one, serve one, go to one. Go to one, serve one. Like you can do the opposite way, right? And and so we don't. This, this is so important. And, and uh, man, we we make our we don't make. We highly suggest our staff don't miss a service because it's that important to be in here to worship together, to hear a word, and be able to respond that it is pivotal to our life journey with Jesus and and re- being reminded that we are important and part of the body. Go ahead and put up. Uh, the next picture. And so um, these guys really need you. Look, look at that. Look at those faces. Come on, they, they need you. And so what I'm asking for you to do today is just is check one, check two, check five, check all of them if you want. Um, we're not strict uh, about, okay, if you sign up for one, you're there for the rest of eternity, okay? Um, you can check a few areas out. You can uh, you know, serve once a month, twice a month, whatever you want, your first steps to take and being part of the body of Christ. But it's important for your next, man, some of you, this is going to boost you spiritually being part, right? Uh, giving up something, right? Going from me to we, it's going to grow you just serving, okay? For Dawn and I, before we were pastors, we were greeters. And let me tell you something. I was a Hall of Fame greeter, okay? Let me just, all-star. I'm still an all-star greeter. Like, man, I love it so much. Like, like, it's my passion. I'm a greeter. Like, I love being part of guest services and greeting people and talking to people and hugging people. Like, I love that. Listen, we can all do something. You saw that lift. It doesn't take skill. It just takes desire. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. We do this every, every Sunday. Maybe you say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus and I need to this morning. Or maybe you've drifted from the truth. You've allowed this world to just kind of push you in a different direction. And today you want to get back on track and that's the grace of God. The moment you say yes is the moment you're on track today. I just ask that every head is bowed, every eye is closed. This is your personal declaration of faith to Jesus. If that's you, just slip up your hand this morning. Yes, yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 you can put your hands down. Thank you, God. And I would just ask this morning that we'd all repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate people are giving their life to Jesus. Eternity in heaven. Come on, we're all part of that today.